Welcome to Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. This features audio highlights from Humboldt's last seven days of news when you want it. A quick way to catch up while you drive, while you exercise or walk, while you're getting stuff done, anytime. Truly appreciate you connecting at HumboldtLastWeek.com and through social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Thanks for subscribing on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thanks for sharing and telling a friend. Support this week comes from Los Bagels. Since 1984, Los Bagels has been pleasing the world's taste buds with boiled and baked organic bagels, cucumber and bacon scram, whatever your flavor, they have it for you, or ship bagels to yourself or friends at losbagels.com. Support this week also comes from Brick and Fire Bistro, casually comfortable and locally inventive cuisine on F Street in Eureka, where people who love food serve the food they love. They've got a table by the fire waiting for you. You can make a reservation by calling Brick and Fire at 268-8959. Well, the cops in Eureka say they're dealing with a lot of criminals that are illegally carrying guns. Felons are definitely not supposed to have guns, yet oftentimes they do. A lot of guns are being stolen. Officers want people to lock up their guns a little more securely. They've got a gun security expo coming up later on this month at the mall. Also, a gun buyback program at the department where gun owners can anonymously trade in extra guns for prepaid gift cards. So if you want to get in on that, I'll post a link at HumboldtLastWeek.com. I don't think they'll accept our Super Soaker 3000s, though. Down in Soham, a couple guys were arrested at a motel with a bunch of stuff they allegedly stole from people while they were sleeping. The sheriff's department told Redheaded Black Belt they think one of the guys may have been stealing stuff from Garberville Homes throughout the week. One of the guys was also wanted for drug charges, saw in the press release a laptop they stole gave away their location. Cool. And an officer spotted one of these guys because he was wearing shoes that might have been taken. So pumps gave cops the jump. Well, Betty Chin got 10 grand from the Rotary Club of Eureka toward her mission to help the homeless. She told Channel 3 she'd specifically use that to help homeless kids that need food, clothes, activities, and after-school programs. You can always connect with what she's doing at BettyChin.org. Go Rotary Club. It's really nice. Also nice, they're on track to start building a new community center in Fortuna near Newburgh Park in a little over a year. The McLean Foundation told North Coast News they hope this will bring people in the Eel River Valley together. Look forward to doing stuff and things there. Coming up in May, the city of Arcata is scheduled to start construction on their part of a trail parallel to 101 between Arcata and Eureka. Arcata says that northern part of the Bay Trail should be done by the end of the fall. Talking about Solar Sense Amelia, Humboldt has a new cannabis organization that promotes sun-grown marijuana. They were recently covered in the Sacramento Bee. This International Cannabis Farmers Association told Kim Kemp, quote, There's a huge portion of consumers that are concerned about what they put in their body. We can help that consumer understand why traditionally farmed cannabis is the product they want. They hope to open a center in Garberville where tourists can look into sun-grown cannabis and buy non-marijuana sun-grown products. The Peace Corps put HSU on a list of 2017's top volunteer-producing colleges and universities. HSU is ranked number five on this list. It's among medium-sized schools. According to HSU, right now there are 33 HSU alumni volunteering worldwide. 841 HSU students have been in the Peace Corps since it was founded in 1961. Well, this is rough. Humboldt County has to pay legal fees to a widow. In his directive, this man said, quote, I don't want my life prolonged by any means when this life has no more meaning for me. Well, his condition got to that point, according to a doctor, but then the county took over medical decisions, saying they didn't think he or his wife were acting in his best interest. Wife eventually reversed that decision in court. The man died. Like I said, now his widow is getting those legal fees back. County told the Times Standard this is a difficult case for all involved with no easy answers and no winners. 
Well, here's the local headline that has the words inmate work crew, and the story does not involve an inmate walking off. This inmate work crew has been trimming trees in Old Town Eureka. Loco was told by the city the Eagle House Victorian Inn has new owners, and they needed these problematic trees removed to accommodate upcoming improvements. Changes at the airport. Penn Air is reducing the number of Portland flights per day. Now there will be two flights a day instead of three. That extra Penn Air flight that used to be is now just air. Poof, vanished, gone. In this release, they say this will increase schedule reliability. They cited a nationwide pilot shortage and apologized to passengers that have experienced canceled and delayed flights. Well, a nonprofit is saying since Humboldt has high overdose rates, we should carry around the life-saving drug naloxone. If someone is overdosing on opiates, this stuff can bring them back. The Humboldt Area Center for Harm Reduction is offering kits and training for anyone who wants to help out in the event of an overdose. If you want to contact them, I'll put up a link at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Associated students asked fellow HSU students to do a walkout to protest potential raises in tuition. That happened. Right now, there's a bill that could raise tuition for HSU students by about 340 bucks a year. Super scummy. A 29-year-old was busted by park rangers having sex with a 14-year-old in a car south of Oric. Redheaded Black Belt reported this guy is looking at a number of statutory rape charges. Kim was told he made bail and officials are worried he'll skip town because he's a dual citizen of the U.S. and Mexico. We'll probably be able to see a big old marijuana business park from the road as we drive along 101. You know that big old green facility north of Rio Del? It's over on the northbound side. It has a sign with the letters ER. You can't miss it. Anyway, that's where they're planning on putting this cannabis business park, but with no dispensaries. A Rio Del City Council member told Loco they hope this will be more of a jewel than the ice where it is currently. I uh, noticed back in 2012, the Times Standard reported a bust on an illegal grow at that same place, the old Eel River Sawmill site. Yeah, trees a slang term for weed. You could say that spot will keep a long tradition of being associated with trees. Well, how about these PG&E bills lately? They suck. This combo of winter and PG&E is just rough on the bank account, huh? But I digress. PG&E is now offering marijuana growers agricultural energy rates, which started on the first. Since it's all legal now, they're going to treat cannabis growers like any other agricultural customers. The North Coast Environmental Center's Adopt-A-Block program has collected over 10,000 cigarettes. Wow, I've been grabbing all the butts. This is where volunteers get together and clean up designated areas in the community. The NEC also comes up with fun ways to use the litter, like making art with it. I'll post a link at HumboldtLastWeek.com if you want to volunteer. I brought this up a while back. Remember how the Weot Fire Department was told they'd have to start forking over money after being at their building rent-free for 53 years? Well, they can't afford it, and they don't have a lot of staff, so they're calling it quits for now. Former chief told Channel 3, hopefully in the future there will be more of a remedy to provide these WIAT emergency services. Wow. Looks like Cal Fire is going to have to respond to WIAT stuff now. The Sequoia Humane Society just got a van load of dogs from Salinas and Monterey. They were talking to the Times Standard about how they bring in dogs from kill shelters elsewhere and try to find these pups loving homes. I'll post a link to info on their adoptable dogs and cats at HumboldtLastWeek.com. A burglar in a skull mask was arrested in Old Town Eureka after he tried to spray paint security cameras. Pretty bold. Skull mask works since this guy was pretty boneheaded. On top of felony burglary and other charges, this guy's already on probation. Also, I saw the Fortuna Police Department was looking for this duo in relation to a gunpoint robbery at that cash advance place, Advance America, near Safeway. Clerk had her wrist bound with duct tape. That's rough. You can follow that one at KimKemp.com. You know, I signed up for the spring season with Humboldt Soccer League. It's way fun. 
if you have a team in mind, you can join them, or if not, they can find a team for you. Early registration is just 45 bucks. The games are usually at the Arcata Sports Complex. Season starts up in April. You can find out more at HumboldtSoccerLeague.com. This is also cool. If you want to ride the skunk train down in Willits or Fort Bragg, Humboldt County residents can now get that local discount. Definitely want to check that out. A fun train ride with beautiful views. You ever done it? Now Humboldt folks can head on down there, ride the skunk train for a little bit less. Offer adults, it's 35 bucks out of Willits, 15 bucks out of Fort Bragg. Rhett from the skunk train told me adults now just have to show a Humboldt address on their ID if they want to get that discount. Well, this super compelling trailer was recently released for an upcoming movie called A River's Last Chance. It's coming out this fall, and it goes into whether or not our beautiful Eel River and the fish in it will hold up against some of its obstacles over the years. We're talking about droughts, floods, a dam that limits water flows, and also farmers, the weed and wine industries taking water from the eel. Let me play a few lines from the trailer. Located in a remote and rugged part of Northern California runs the mighty Eel River, one of America's greatest hidden treasures. The eel used to be a place where people from all over the United States and California would come to to fish for salmon and steelhead because of the abundance. They just persevere through everything. The salmon are the heroes of the eel that bring the river to life as they swim under some of the largest redwood trees left on earth. They have weathered decades of abusive logging, overharvest, catastrophic floods, and a dam that was built without fish passage to divert water out of basin. But now... The river and the fish may have met their biggest challenge yet. It's true. The eel's totally dry. History was repeating itself as humans were taking more than the river could handle. Decades of recovery were set back from the combination of a changing climate, a mega drought, and two multi-billion dollar industries of weed and wine. The real purpose of those dams and the tunnel has always been to take water from the eel, not for energy production, but to irrigate. It's just been a place of take, take, take. The environment's not the concern. People are here to make money. You know, I know you can't see it right now, but the HD nature footage from this trailer is just stunning. The guy behind the upcoming film is Shane Anderson. He went to HSU, lived in Humboldt for about a half decade before moving back to Washington a few years back. Fisherman told me a little bit about what reeled him into the Eel River. It's kind of a river that gave me hope from its comeback story, um, especially being so abused during the Industrial Revolution and the 64 flood and being able to come back and return to such abundance. Uh, I haven't really encountered any other river like it. It gave me faith in nature and nature's resilience to come back from some of the most abusive uh, land use practices. So Shane told me he showed up to film in Humboldt back in August and found these streams connected to the Eel River all dried up. You remember that, right? His last two summers were crazy. Obviously, the drought and illegal water diversions took their toll. Luckily, an early rain back in October and this wet winter have come to the rescue, but who knows? You know, Maybe next time we suffer a drought, the impacts of the eel could be a little bit less devastating. The award-winning filmmaker thinks the legalization of recreational marijuana could help. We have some amazing opportunities coming up with the legalization of cannabis and, and people and farms coming into compliance and having regulation. I think it's not realistic to think that people are going to just regulate themselves. That's never happened in any natural resource uh, extraction business. So rules are going to be a key player in bringing people to compliance to take care of their property. Uh, I really do think that prohibition of cannabis has led to some serious environmental degradation in the Eel River Basin. I've seen it with my own eyes. 
I think there's a lot of creative solutions out there. I think regulations going to be the thing that preserves the Eel River and uh, gardeners and farmers taking a more permaculture approach instead of, you know, trying to industrially farm in areas that aren't really designed for agriculture purposes. And hopefully with the legalization, people will come out of the, the woodwork and the hills and be able to kind of come down into more, you know, areas with more water in, in the flatlands rather than um, tapping into all the headwater streams high up in the hills so recreational weed could help the eel shane also hopes upcoming decisions regarding a dam that impacts the river will have a positive result with this upcoming uh, FERC relicensing process the federal energy regulatory commission relicensing process of the dam that only happens every 50 years there's a lot of potential to come up with creative solutions to get more water in the eel and restore fish passage to the 150 miles of habitat that's locked up above lake pillsbury in the scott dam shane mentioned this month stakeholders are beginning to work on federally relicensing the dam by 2022. Now, if all goes well with human preservation of the Eel River, we also have to hope nature will be kind to us. One of the problems is when we manage natural resources, we never manage for extreme events um, with nature. And that really should be a lesson from history from the 1964 flood when, you know, logging regulations really ceased to exist. And we got hit with this thousand year storm on top of completely denuded uh, hillsides from over logging in the Eel Basin and those hill slopes basically fell into the Eel River and forever altered it. Uh, you know, there's historical accounts of, you know, the Eel average depth was 90 feet deep and there was ships that used to come up the Eel all the way to Rio Dell. And uh, anyone that's been down there now can see how shallow and filled in it is with gravel. So that one event, you know, mismanagement of natural resource extraction combined with an unforeseen act of nature is something we're still dealing with today. The river is healing from that event, but we need to be more proactive in, in our management of resources to be aware that things could happen. And I think we also saw that with the drought, the combination of all the water withdrawals in the Eel River Basin combined with the mega drought equaled a you know dry river down near uh, 12th Street in Fortuna. It's something we always have to take into consideration. Nature can always throw us a curveball. Shane Anderson has a really cool background. In addition to making these feature-length films now, he's a former pro skier who used to compete in the X Games. He's friends with Daryl Hannah. I guess uh, they go back about a decade. He used to live on her property in Malibu, and they made documentaries together. So Shane made commercials and music videos in L.A. He's lived in Humble, and now he's living up in Olympia, Washington, making these award-winning films. Hopefully we can catch up with him when he sets up some Humboldt screenings for A River's Last Chance. I find that films are a great rallying tool to hold screenings and discussions around some of these hot topics. And that's what I hope A River's Last Chance will do. I hope to set out on a tour across all of the Emerald Triangle in Northern California, uh, show the film and basically educate people and open up the discussion to figure out how can we live more symbiotically with our watersheds so we can have ecology and economies. Thanks again to filmmaker Shane Anderson for talking about his upcoming movie about the Eel River, A River's Last Chance. You can connect with what he's doing at PacificRivers.org, and I'll post a link to the trailer at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Let's see, last week I posted a poll. The question was, after the Siren Song Tavern allowed the booking of a show featuring a band called Millions of Dead Cops, do you agree with the Eureka Police Chief's decision to call for a boycott of the venue? Over 450 people voted. Thank you so much for voting if you did. 55% did not agree with the boycott. 45% did agree with the boycott. 
Please uh, check out Humboldt last week on Facebook. Some cool posts up there. The trailer for River's Last Chance. Willow Creek was noted by Only in Your State as the most iconic Northern California town that belongs in your bucket list. Over a century between group photos at the Minor Theater in Arcata and a tree that demolished a car near the Humboldt County line down south. Again, all of that at the Humboldt last week Facebook. And hey, thanks again for listening. Appreciate you connecting. Thanks to Brick and Fire and Los Vegas for sponsoring this episode. I'll talk to you again soon. Humboldt. Last week.